Hello, 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 hello. Today is October 7th, 2021. This is the Heart of the Soul podcast, and I'm your host, Amana, and I am so glad you are here. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I am truly honored. This is a space where we remember what it means to be wild, human, and alive, breathe life back into storytelling, honor each other's differences, and connect about that which unites us all as human animals. In this podcasting journey, I have found that at times I have several podcasts waiting to be published and others I don't have any. This week was one of those times where the podcast gatherings I had planned in like the last few weeks fell through, shifted based on the needs of my guests. And so I found myself without a podcast episode yesterday. So yesterday on the new moon, my husband Owen and I decided to record an impromptu episode of us talking a bit about intuitive toileting and how it has been, how it has been in our experience along with some tips that might be helpful to others considering this practice for their babies and family. You will notice that about 10 minutes in, we get into a bit of a disagreement for a moment where I was trying to speak in like broad terms about the practices and Owen sort of interrupted me and wanted to share his perspective of me practicing intuitive toileting. And anyhow, we move quickly through this awkward moment and I continue to choose to share these conversations in this raw form with the real life bumps that happen in all relationships because I think it's so important for us to witness and see them in other relationships because that helps us to, or it helps me to like acknowledge the normalcy of it and also just to see how we can a disagreement doesn't have to turn into like a big argument that we can flow through it. Before we move into this episode about intuitive toileting, which is also known as elimination communication, the practice of offering for infants and babies to pee and poop on the toilet or outside or into a bowl or whatever you happen to be using instead of in their diaper. So considering this episode about pee and poop, I thought it would be fitting to acknowledge that all humans eliminate. We all pee, poop, urinate, defecate, whatever words you use. Even with people that have a urostomy bag or a colostomy bag where the waste comes out of an artificial hole or tube, they still eliminate pee and poop. We all poop. So I hope that you enjoy this lighthearted, laid-back conversation with my husband, Owen, about intuitive toileting. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm Amana, your host, and today I have with me my husband, Owen. Hello. And we're going to do a little impromptu episode. It's the new moon right now, October 6th. Uh, 2021 and we're going to talk about what we like to call I like to call intuitive toileting the name that I first learned it about it was uh elimination communication and it's something that we have practiced with our kids and continue to practice with our littlest one Charlo who's a year and a half and for me the journey of awareness about this came when I was 
in high school, I had a friend of a friend, an older friend who her friend was having babies and she had five sons and she did this practice with her kids of offering them to pee and poop into the toilet into either a small toilet or into a big toilet. I remember the first time I saw her doing this in practice. Uh, we were at my our mutual friend's house and she had this newborn baby and she she said, oh, he just like woke up. So she was, that's one of the natural times when kids and humans pee and poop when we wake up in the morning. So he woke up and then she said she was going to take him to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, you're going to the real bathroom. And she was like, yeah. So I, I said, can I follow you? So I went and got to like watch her hold her like week old little boy over the toilet and have him pee and poop in there. And I just thought that was really rad and had always hoped that I could do it with my kids someday. And when I met Owen, then, and we started having kids, then he was, I brought it up to him and he was open to doing it with ours. Mm -hmm. So I would love if maybe you can now talk a little bit about um, your, however you were introduced to it and what you thought about it. and. Well, Amana introduced me to it for all you people who can't see me over there pointing. Um, I mean, I thought, I think, I feel like I was more than on board with it. I thought that it was a wonderful idea. I, the idea of changing poopy diapers just to, does not appeal to me at all. So I, you know, the idea of being able to not have to do that was, uh, was a good thing. Not that we never had to poop, change a poopy diaper, but it, I'm <laughs> compared to anybody else that I've ever talked to. I think we've had to deal with a lot less of that. I mean, so you didn't have that much resistance to the idea of it. But not then, even a little bit. <laughs> then, when we actually started doing it, like with Odin, with our oldest, who's now four and a half, mm -hmm. do you remember what that was like for you? That experience of actually doing it. Yeah, I think with Odin, it was pretty fun. You know, he's got this, he's got his little wiener sticking out and it just kind of made aiming pretty easy. So he made the, he made the intuitive toileting pretty easy as far as I was concerned. And now I know because we've got our daughter. Uh -huh. who, it's a whole different mechanism down there. So <laughs> you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't aim. <laughs> in the same kind of way yes and so with Odin we did some like on the big toilet we also had like a tiny baby Bjorn toilet that we set on the um bathroom counter yeah and oh yeah that was fun because then we could interact through the mirror and we'd have oh, little yeah, special yeah. toys up there this is see this conversation is pretty cool because it's also reminding me helping me to remember some of the things that we've done yeah. and we kept one in the car with us wherever we went so that then when we got to a place we could offer him to go to the bathroom we'd keep a diaper on him too as backup i was literally just, just gonna say the same thing it wasn't like we didn't put him in diapers no he was in diapers you know it wasn't like we wanted to be we aren't the kind of people who were cleaning poop and pee up off the floor regularly i mean it did happen because we were adventurous and letting our kids run around naked but <laughs> yeah I mean, we generally don't, either one of us, like handling poop and pee. I don't know a whole lot of people who enjoy it. No. There are those people. 
Yeah. So we just, I mean, it's a small little potty, like about yay big. And we would have it in the van with us and stuff. And when we're out and about also using, well, also at home, our own sinks. Yeah. Like sometimes that's an option. Especially for Odin Bear, particularly. For, yes, yes. Especially for the in, boy. in like public places, big bathrooms that were scary to him. Like the toilet is like so big and kind of gross. And you have to like stand there for a little bit. And it's kind of hard to hunch over the toilet. Yes. Yes. There were a couple of times where I felt a little guilty about doing it in a public <laughs> sure. bathroom. Yes. Sorry. Pardon and outside. Me. And like they also went to the bathroom outside a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just well, Odin particularly. Yes. Charlie didn't like she to do it as much. She hasn't been as much into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Odin particularly, we could just, I just hold him up, just do this little holding up thing. And he'd just pee out between his legs. It was awesome. Well, you don't need to pee, unfortunately. At the time, I was also learning how to deal with my own personal stuff as far as like anger and frustration and fear mm -hmm. Patience. things that I'd never confronted in myself before because I, I hadn't ever been married <laughs> so <laughs> so I would just run generally speaking right if, if if the going got tough and um and so Odin, Odin bear was, you know, a baby through the period of time when as a dad and a husband and a man and a human being, I was learning about myself and learning how to, how to be with myself when I'm angry and how to be a good father. So there's unfortunately in Odin's case, and fortunately, I mean, however it worked out, you know, some of his intuitive toileting, as far as I was concerned, was not. I look back on, like, there's one instance when I went to the, we were going off to a fair together and we were taking separate cars. And I decided that I wanted to take Odin in my vehicle and, and sh she was going to come along on her own in the other car. And I didn't get very far. Maybe, maybe. And you hadn't put him in a diaper. I hadn't put him in a diaper and he was in the car seat and I had gotten maybe just out past airway heights. And for all of those who don't know, that's, I don't know, about 20 minutes from here, from my house, from our house, maybe a little farther. But the point is, is that when he did pee, I got so mad at him. I got so mad at him and I was loud and mean and it's definitely one of the things that I look back at clearly or else I wouldn't be bringing it up. It's the first thing that pops into my head as far as like, you know, parenting. Yeah, but I mean, so you, <laughs> you bring up a couple of good like points that yeah. like when, because there are going to be misses because we're imperfect and they're yeah. imperfect. And so just trying to have ease with that and just not make it a big shaming thing. Well, and ease if, with yourself and too. Ease with yourself. If, you, totally. if you're having a hard time dealing with, yourself and the, the anger that you're displaying yeah, and forgiveness for ourselves because right. we all right. erupt yeah. and um and also one thing that is a practical thing that we can talk about is when we did transition or when we do transition from out of diapers into underwear more of the time that then when you're going in a car trip you can just lay a diaper underneath them like whether it's a paper one or a cloth one, lay that underneath them in the car. And so if they do pee, they still have that sensation of like, oh, then I have to sit in the wetness. But it also means that 
you're not having to clean out your car seat because it lands in the diaper, which is great. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we transitioned for both our kids into underwear, at least most of the time during the day, around a year and a half. How many how many of Odin's poopy diapers do you think you changed? And you were you were probably changing the majority of the diapers when they had poop in them. I don't know, maybe ten. I was gonna say about the same amount. Like the whole time he was wearing diapers, there was I mean probably can count the amount of times we changed poopy diapers on our hands individually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlie's been a little bit more. Yeah. But now we haven't changed the movie one in I a long time. It's been a long time. Like but months. She's her birthday is March 24th. And she's in her second inside of her second year right now. She's not two yet. No. So she's a little over a year and a half. And it's been, like you said, months. I mean, the last one, the, the last, last one, one was when she was dancing around in the living room. <laughs> For me, she's dancing in the naked. living room and I was I had her naked and she was dancing around and all of a sudden something like an egg plopped out <laughs> and it was an egg, egg shaped poo right onto the rug and then i sat her down and immediately she like looked down at it and i ran over and put her on the toilet and she pooped more yeah but that's what intuitive is all about right yeah because so many times <laughs> we've had that experience where we like think oh, i should put her on the toilet right now or offer her toilet right now and then we don't do it because there's something else that we're doing and then she pees and then she pees because yeah. i mean because that happens that's why i like to call it intuitive and then there's also just like the timing ways that we offer like when they first wait when our kids first wake up do you after do it every they time? eat you don't Pardon? do it every single time when they first wake up. You you Not like to get always. her up and put her on the boob right away. It depends. Yeah. If I'm kind of I more of the routine person as I'll far let, as I'll toilet let toilet her. I think, right? We just have different flows with them, I would say. <laughs> right. That's but right. I, what right now I'm just trying to teach the natural way, natural timing for it. I'm not trying to say exactly what I do every time. Oh, oh. Okay. And I'm just calling to to point that. It, the timing is different depending on who's doing the yeah the toileting the toilet training or whatever you want to call it, the intuitive it feels like you're calling me out and telling me that i'm not doing i'm trying to like <laughs> teach generally and not just say exactly what i do are we editing this bit out no right then <laughs> we could just go ahead and have this argument right here on this on camera <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that natural times that people go to the bathroom and like Owen is saying that sometimes like with my own daughter, sometimes she will refuse. I offer her, we want to sit on the potty and she's like, Mrah. in the morning, she just wants to have milk first. Yeah. And so I let her have that milk first. And most of the time she doesn't pee in her diaper during that time. And she does when she's done having milk and I put her on the toilet. Totally. But what I'm just trying to say is like, these are like natural times for us to remember and think about with our kids is like after they wake up or after they eat. Or before they go to bed. Before they go to bed. After <laughs> a car ride. Yeah. Uh, before a car, before a car is not a natural time, but it's a good time to offer. Every half hour to hour-ish. <laughs> <laughs> and Anytime you get that moment where you're like, hey, it's been a while since my kid went to the bathroom. I think we're going to just 
do this together. Sometimes with my kids too, like with oh, Charlie now, it kind of motivates her. If I'll put the little potty seat in front of the toilet and I go down and sit and pee myself with her sitting in front of me yeah. on her toilet. That's what I was just going to say is also yeah. you can think to just off, bring them with you when you go. Yeah. And like Owen's saying, yeah, that's like, one that's of my great. timing signals. Uh-huh. Like if I need to be, then I just take the kid with me. And, yeah. Yeah. And we've tried to make it fun and have like when they were littler, different toys. And now that she's at the age she is, she'll, she loves to sit on the potty and look at books. Sometimes while, she'll sit there like after she's Both of our done, kids are like, toilets, toilet readers. <laughs> yeah, and like we'll read to them sometimes. And sometimes they just read on the, like flip through the pages on their own. And it becomes their little special space. And even Odin now, he doesn't, you know, he wants his alone time on the toilet. Yes, he to the degree that he likes to a lot of the times run downstairs to the more private bathroom so that he can just be there for a while. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, he went through a period of time there too where, where he didn't like pooping. Yeah, he was doing some holding for a while. Yeah, he was like, yeah, self uh, constipating himself. And which is common for kids to go through. Some of those things that came out of him were were freaky. Where I mean, I'm a six foot nine giant man. Amana is a five foot seven. Yes. A little bit taller than average woman. And neither one of our turds compared to that guy's. Kids have he had some big boobs. And I couldn't believe, and I just felt so bad for him because you could just see that the pain on his face when he was going through something yes but we're glad that he's through that yeah he's come out on the other side he's not five yet and he's doing it all himself now he's wiping his own butt (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i wonder if you would talk about your experience with charlo and your like first catch with her so because we had already had all this experience with Odin Bear, and he was already. We were done with the 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 intuitive toileting part, and now we were on to teaching him how to pull his own underwear up and whatnot. When Charlie came out, I was like kind of excited for the opportunity to sort of do it again, like do the same thing with our other kid, you know. And it, you know, logically, I knew that they were two completely different human beings, and that it wasn't going to be exactly the same. But I was still motivated because of the first kid and how successful it was i would mm-hmm. definitely consult call it successful yeah and i remember I mean, and he stopped wearing diapers at night and naps when he was like two definitely before two before two i feel like he was during naps even yes i feel like at this point i'm almost close to taking the risk with charlie yes me too i have been too um and she's like I said, a little over a year and a half. So yes, I think it was around two. We started letting him choose if he wanted to wear one at naps, and then like you may have to refresh me a little bit on the Charlie first poop catch. Because, that's okay. Because I remember doing it. I can so, tell mine. I have a, we have even have it on video. Right. I so Charlie was born in the living room on the living room floor. Yes. And how long did she even stay in your arms before I was like, I think she. 
No, it was after we were like in the bedroom and we burned the cord. You had already had done the we ceremony. We had already done that. Okay. And then you were holding her maybe as I was getting all uh-huh. something. And you were like, I think she has to go. She was She, she was, was doing, doing the wriggle. She was like, but yeah. I totally, <laughs> I totally questioned him. And I was like, are you sure? But okay, go for it. You know, also like having that. Ugh, but then, yeah. Yeah, she was heart, being protective you know? mama. I had just, this was her first like separation from me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The first hour. This the first separation. time dad took her away and I, and I had her. It was the first time I was holding her. I was her, in I the bathroom with you. Yeah. Too. And, and I, I, okay. I don't remember that. And I videotaped you. So we have uh-huh. evidence. Yeah. We have video evidence of this. I think I might be aware of the fact that there was video evidence, but I'm not, I don't know if I've actually it's seen okay. it. okay. So yeah, you were like, I think. So I think, and then sure enough, I go over to the toilet, the and, toilet and I just, I used my, my belly as her like seat back basically, you know, and I kind of like, cause she's so she tiny, tiny. I could, I could hold her head and I could have like, just with my pinkies, I basically had her, her legs. And with the rest of my hands, I kind of had her head and her body together, like it was a little bundle. And sure enough, it didn't take long. She pooped, pooped all the meconium, all that sticky black <laughs> poop that comes out first. Yeah, it was all and in the toilet. We didn't have to deal with it. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, you're catching her first <laughs> poop. <laughs> and I did it on camera. I was like so happy and surprised. Yeah. And I mean, to me, as far as I've been concerned, it's that's the way I've always sort of approached God, almost any children that I've ever dealt with in my entire life, you know, now, and now I'm 42 years old and I've got two of my own finally. And, uh, and this, the, the intuitive toileting really is a metaphor for the kind of parenting that we do. True. You know, I mean, it goes way farther than just the toileting and, and, and learning this. And another cool thing about the intuitive toileting is that it's, it's almost like your first form of communication. Or mine as a father, because because clearly as a mother, if you're breast if you're breastfeeding, then then immediately baby is gonna be communicating to mom that, that they want food, right? Mm-hmm. And that sort of comforting. But uh, as far as dad is concerned, like when I started like trying to figure out what signals the kid is giving and how they're communicating to me that they're about to poo or that they are uncomfortable for whatever reason, then they don't really know why they're uncomfortable what's happening. Maybe I can help guide them and teach them. And, and after a while, it doesn't take long. It only takes a couple months before you can start offering it, but just setting them on the toilet and just, that's a trigger and they'll go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Odin really did that. Well, Mm -hmm. Charlie's a little bit more independent and that's her spirit. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm not trying to say that she's been difficult. It's just been a different challenge. Yeah. With Charlie than it has been with Odin. I mean, like I said, the mechanism, like aim, <laughs> it's messier. aiming the piece. Mm-hmm. So I don't do the whole, like, I don't like Odin bear. I would just pull his pants off and hold him anywhere. And he would just pee out where with Charlie. She hasn't really liked doing that. She like, hasn't, I haven't she really hasn't been successful liked, with that very yeah, she often. She hasn't liked to go outside as much. I think part of that is like the time of year. Like she was born in March. And so although we did, I we did do a lot of peas outside that summer. But then also like in, COVID. Also COVID. Yeah. But then the like six months range where it's like winter time again. We're like, it's getting cold, six to nine months. 
we were inside and not doing outdoor peas where Odin was like born in December. And then it was like summertime, six to nine months. I was like, we were outside in the yard. I let him be naked. He peed a lot more out Mm -hmm. there Yeah. during that period. Yeah. I don't know. And they're different kids. And they're different human beings. They're pretty awesome. (laughs) Most of the time. (laughs) I think when they're not being awesome, it's less about them than it is about me or her depending uh-huh. on who's got them yeah, us <laughs> how we're feeling yeah yeah because yeah, they're like this reflection right if we're already gruff then they feel that and they like give that to us and then yeah we're and that just back like, and then it's a well loop. yeah and when yeah. i'm feeling happy and good mm-hmm. they're screaming and they're playing is a happy good sound yeah. to me when i'm feeling aggravated or just tired the screaming and the running is a negative so feeling for me so it's it's a weird i can imagine that a lot of people would be like yeah i feel you brother Mm -hmm. and sister yeah and then then it's hard for i was just thinking about the kids perspective on that how like sometimes the screaming and running is okay and then other times we're reacting badly to it yeah and that inconsistency that we have towards them based on our own feelings (sighs) yeah I I often think about that as well. And I mean, I just, I kind of have to go back to the feeling also of if I want to try and be, I don't even know what the word that if I want to take my emotions out of it, I mean, the idea of the kids, which is impossible, the idea of the kids also being able to learn social cues. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, this it's it gets good. It's going to serve them well in their life anyway, because as adults, they're going to have to deal with the same thing. You know, one day I can tickle you and play with you and stuff like that. And I can might be able to poke you in the ribs, like literally come along and poke you in the ribs and you take it as a funny joke. Yeah. And the next day I do the exact same thing with the yes. same spirit and you might get upset with me be because you're place. not in the right place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So true. So it's good for, you know, and it would be good for me to know, like for me to know ahead of time to intuitively understand Mm -hmm. she's not in the right place for me to go and poking her in the ribs. Or maybe if I gave you one little tickle and I realize that that's not a good thing right now. Then not go further. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to teach Odin with Charlotte too in his interactions with her. Because he likes to, he seems to like push the boundaries a little bit with her. In our eyes. In our eyes, yeah. Because I guarantee you, <laughs> viewers and listeners out there, that if you were to interact with our children and get to hang with our children for a couple of days, that you'd probably think that they were pretty good kids. I mean, and they are good kids. And so, and so when we talk about these things, you have to understand that we're just coming from our own personal little bubble space of our family. <laughs> and inside of our little bubble, the way that he interacts with Charlie, sometimes he's pushing... Things like, you know. Well, just like he likes to put his hand on her face and she's okay with it for a little while. But then there's a certain point where she's like, and he like still tries to keep it there. And he's being, I think he's being cuddling. He's like doing this, but he puts his hand, yeah, right on her. But it's still like, and when she Uh says no, you gotta respect it and take your hand off. It was so hard to, to, to get upset about that. I know. Because we also want to teach him to be physically affectionate with us and with his sister and with, you know, yeah. with the people who he loves. And uh, 
And so to get up to get upset and mad and like angry and yell about a thing that we want to teach him positivity about is it's a what do you yeah if you got some advice i wouldn't mind hearing it um i just don't you know sometimes sometimes the only thing i know to do is to yell yell out and and, and snap and you know yes Odin, stop touching your face. Ah! <laughs> God, I know you love your sister. She knows you love her. She's saying Lay off. she's telling you no. Because, of course, in the background, Charlie's like, Rah! like, right. That's just yeah. one example of the yeah. face touching thing. But I mean, that's a, that's a good example. Of well, you were talking about like things. the tickling and like when I say no to like, yeah. stop. And then well, I was right. thinking and how I'm that's a, one of the things that I'm a bug nutty dad. Yeah. So raising Odin as a little baby. You know, I bugged Odin and I would tickle him and tickle him. I didn't ever tickle him till he cried. That was something that my father would do with us. And it was something that I remembered all the way back from when I was a kid that I, you know, the fact that he would tickle us till we couldn't breathe and we'd start crying. I realized what, what he was doing now. He was trying to get us to stop messing with him. <laughs> Did it work? No, I mean, it would work in the moment. Uh-huh. Kind of like it does here. Except for I'm not... I don't know, it's weird. That's a weird thing, personal thing that I've got with Odin. And that's a hard one to overcome, too, when you start seeing behaviors. When I've started seeing behaviors that I've recognized that I do with was doing with my son the way I was playing with him. And now he's playing with his sister, and I'm like, oh, that's not nice. And it's like... <laughs> yeah well you taught her self-compassion i have to say this video this video slash audio thing is weird for me because i have to remember that there might be some people who actually watch this yes but most of the people are only listening so when i'm doing a thing you can't see that i'm pointing at myself and saying i'm the one who taught them all that stuff <laughs> or some of it anyway i mean some of it's some of it's the stuff that i haven't taught them about having the self-control to know when to pull back and stop mm-hmm. you know and when i tell odin like yeah when i slam you hard i'm also like making sure that i'm trying to protect your neck yes, and i'm trying to you know <laughs> right and wrestling. so there's this like now there's this like oh crap i've taught a, a little child all this stuff now i've also got to teach them all of the safety stuff that comes along with being rough which is going to be fun getting them into some martial arts yeah yeah that'll be good yes but on a toileting charlie's doing at this point treat she is freaking awesome and a lot of the times at this point she's waking up in the morning with a dry diaper unless we do a sleep in morning most Mm -hmm. of those mornings she likes to she'll let it go Uh uh-huh but yeah dry most mornings and now will like take us to the potty sometimes yeah. or bring us the seat. And pretty and... much that's the only wet diapers that we really get. Yeah, nap. Is when no. she's today we got one coming home from Amana's cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we yes. went out to the river and we, and we were there into Charlie's nap time. And so in the car on the way home, yes. she started falling asleep and I think, you know, letting herself relax. Uh-huh. And we did not offer her potty before we got back in the car. We did not offer her potty before we got back in the car. So, I mean, other than those kinds of instances, we're pretty much... If we were just a little bit more on top of things, I think that we could almost be done with diapers. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, because you know. it's hard. Right now, we we were using cloth diapers, and then we were using so few that I just wanted to, like, let go of that extra laundry. Because they would just sit there and wait until the bucket filled up. Yeah. yeah. Well, so now <laughs> we're using paper diapers, but, like, most of the, like, 90% of the time, the ones that we're taking off of her are dry. But they don't, the Velcro doesn't like, so sometimes I'm throwing away dry diapers, which feels kind of crappy. We do reuse them sometimes, though. Yeah, we do as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, until they get crunchy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until the, like, thing doesn't, like, Right, right, there are various different things. I mean, shoot, I've even been finding the the smaller size diapers. I remember sticking one on, and I was like, that doesn't look right. Oh, you've got a teddy bear on there. That's your, that's (laughs) the last one. Yeah. Yeah, still worked. Yeah. You know? She wore it. She was cool with it. But mm-hmm. yeah, she's mostly in underwear at this point. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, anything else you feel like we should share or any tips or tricks or anything? No, I think I think the, the biggest message for me, the biggest takeaway message that I hope people get is the the way that it can help you communicate with your child starting at a really, really early in an early time frame it like it helps to pave the way for future communication on other things you know yeah yeah and we you know like a lot of parents are in tune to the like offering food right like and just we're, we're layering this in as another like possibility of a need for them mm-hmm. to avoid right and it's a way to communicate before they can verbally communicate it's like it teaches us as parents how to communicate with our children before Mm -hmm. they can communicate the way that we are trying to teach them to do so yes this communication without words right that we get with them which is really beautiful yeah all right well thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank each and every one of you for listening today, for soaking in these stories. If you are a woman who is pregnant, considering pregnancy or in the midst of motherhood, or maybe you just want to connect deeper with life as a woman, I have a personalized sistership offering just for you. Follow the link in the show notes and schedule your free clarity call with me today. If you are a mother that has experienced the loss of your baby or child each new moon, I hold a free circle for women just like you where we can connect and remember our babies together. Are you looking for handcrafted holiday gifts and customizable gift boxes? Check out my Etsy, Irving Nova, where you will find beautiful, thoughtfully created bath and body products and eco-friendly gift boxes. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast by tuning in. I would love to hear from you if you have any thoughts, ideas, or reflections to share. If you are enjoying these stories and have the moment to leave a rating or review, 
It really helps to get this show out to a wider audience and I would truly appreciate it. Always remember that we are all warmed by the same sun. Be brave, be bold, be love, be you. Hmm. Love, love, love.